This is Dr. Hubert, and you're listening to The Dr. Hubert Show. Hello, friends. Welcome to The Dr. Hubert Show. I am super excited about today's show. Today, we're going to talk a little bit about mental health. And mental health is a subject I don't think anyone really wants to talk about, but it is something that is becoming more and more of an issue as time goes on. I think just coming out of this pandemic and with all the media doing what the media does and people living more stressful lives than they ever have, we're creating a mental health crisis. And when we think about mental health, I mean, the biggest issue is is that we have to ask ourselves, do we really have a mental health healthcare program? Because when I think of mental health in this, this country, I don't personally feel like it's my personal opinion. I don't feel like we have a mental health care system because simply uh, giving people psychotropic drugs or putting them in some institution because of their mental health behavior to me is not really mental health. Um, There's nothing healthy about psychotropic drugs and there's nothing healthy about being institutionalized. There's been, been lots of studies for both and nothing has said that ultimately people are going to get uh, to be a functional, viable part of life because of either one of these these treatments or, or you know, suggestions. So with that, in order to have a really good conversation about mental health, we have to think about, do we have a really a mental health issue or do we have a gut health issue? Uh, and, and this is something that is going to surprise a lot of people because when I think of mental health, I instantly think of the gut-brain axis. Okay, So this may be something you've never heard before, but the gut and the brain are very closely connected. There's a nerve called the vagus nerve that links all of these together. But when I say the word neuron, most people think of neurons being in the brain, when in reality, the there's only about 100 million neurons in the brain and there's 500 million neurons in the gut. So that's a big difference. 100 million neurons in your brain, 500 million neurons in your gut. When I say the word neurotransmitter, most people believe that all the neurotransmitters are located in the brain when actually uh, a lot of neurotransmitters are actually located in the gut. So there is no possible way to have a mental health conversation without having a gut health conversation. However, when we think about gut health, we think about most people suffer from some kind of gut problem, whether it be irritable bowel, acid reflux, acid indigestion, chronic gas, bloating, uh, even things like Crohn's and colitis. These things are becoming more and more common. It used to be few and far between, but now people are learning to somewhat live with these type issues. And if you're having these issues, we definitely don't want to consider them normal just simply because they're common. Just because you know 10 other people with the same issue definitely doesn't mean it's normal. You know, when people come in and say, well, I just have the normal headache uh, a couple of times a week. There's nothing normal about that headache, right? So there's nothing normal about your acid reflux, your, your gas, your bloating. It may be common, but it's far from normal. So don't ever fall into that trap of feeling like you have to live your life being less than what you were actually supposed to be because it's such a, a common thing. It's far from normal. It can be common, but it's far from normal. So, so when we think about how many people are suffering from gut issues, stomach aches, chronic stomach aches, gas, bloating, acid indigestion, IBS, all these things, we have to really start to wonder how big of an effect is this having on on our on our mental ability? I mean, on, on our mental health, our mental well-being, our stability, our happiness. 
uh, because that's the most important part. I mean, this 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 experience we call life is a very, very short, delicate thing. I mean, it is gone. 80 years is gone just like that. And we're not even promised that. We never know what tomorrow may bring. So there, there's really absolutely no excuse for everyone not to be living their best life. But I do believe our mental health crisis that is that is here today is a direct result of of what we've done to our bodies. I mean, we think about what's happened to what happened, what has happened to our food supply. Everything is about uh, industrialized methods, right? Getting a high yield product, not really paying attention to the quality. It's all about quantity and profits, yielding a profit. So we have more packaged, refined, processed foods. Uh, we're eating things that that were really never designed for human consumption, but it's quick, it's easy, it yields yielded somewhat a profit, and it can't be good on our gut. We also think about things like stress. We live in a more stressful world than we ever have, and it's really kind of all for nothing. I mean, we're always thinking about so far ahead in the future and trying to plan so far out that we really forget to live right here, right now. The things that you're stressed about right now, you have to ask yourself, how much control do you really have over those things? Most people's stressors are things that they absolutely cannot control. So um, so I encourage each every one to, to every one of you listening to put put more put more of your stress turn that into your faith. I mean, turn this into turn it over to God. God's bigger than all of us, and He can handle more than we ever will ever be able to. And it just makes sense because some of the things that we're stressing about are just too big, and they're not really worth uh, making ourselves sick over. I have seen patient after patient after patient over the years that uh, whenever they Whenever their stress level changed, that's when actually they got well. And I've seen some of the worst uh, irritable bowel and and stomach issues on the planet. And as soon as that person got out of their toxic marriage or quit their job that they hated or just started doing something they enjoyed doing, all of a sudden their body started to heal and they started to get some traction and get better. And we tried outside in approaches with vitamins and supplements and all these things and they would help a little bit. But the true change didn't really come until they found some degree of happiness and less stress. So stress plays a huge role. And then we see a lot of people trying to self-medicate with things like drugs and uh, street drugs and, and, and alcohol. And we see the, the vaping things really popular and all this stuff. So these are ways to somewhat numb yourself from reality. But this creates a level of stress on the body. It's hard on the gut. It didn't, once you damage your gut... Um, your mind is not far behind because that gut brain axis, it's all connected. You can't just do damage to your gut and not to not have it do some effect to your overall well-being, mental health um, and all the things that we really want out of this life. So um, it's no secret in this in, in America, we are the sugariest country in the history of mankind. I mean, everywhere you turn, everywhere you go, there is sugar, 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 sugar. Sugar is an excitotoxin. It creates all kinds of neuron activity. Um, there's lots of studies uh, that have been done to show the effects of sugar. Clearly, sugar is very addicting. Um, you know, there's a lot of studies out there that show it's more addicting than your street drugs. Uh, when I do nutritional and health counseling with people, I tell people all the time that sugar is far more addicting than street drugs. And the reason I say that is because in order to do a street drug, to become a heroin addict or a cocaine addict or anything like that, 
you almost have to have a secret life. Okay, so you have to go to questionable places, uh, questionable hours of the day. You have to be around questionable people and you have to hide this from your friends and family. Right. So you have to kind of keep this stuff a secret. And the big issue there is you're living two separate lives. Right. So with sugar, everywhere you go, uh, sugar is in your face. You go and start your car. There's a commercial on about come get this ice cream here. Come get this piece of cake over there. Uh, every function you go to, there's going to be sugar there. Most people uh, come to their office in the morning and there are donuts there, right? If you go to a lunch meeting, uh, there's always going to be some form of sugar. It could be even simple as, as bread or some sugary drink or the world famous sweet tea, but it's in your face all the time. So we really don't really see our family. We really don't have church gatherings. We really don't have... Um, uh, business meetings without having some form of food, and usually that food involves lots of sugar. And as we've kind of become accustomed to this, um, this is something that's it's it's playing a huge role in our lives. We're seeing diabetes go through the roof. We're seeing people with crippling arthritis way too early, but we're also seeing people with severely damaged guts. Right. So when we start to put all that sugar in our body, ultimately that sugar feeds yeast. Yeast is very 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 damaging to the gut. I mean, we hear about the leaky gut syndrome and those things. This plays a huge role in the gut. And then we start to start to change neurotransmitters and change these neurons. And now we have big problems, right? So no one ever ever thought the, the, the morning donut at the office every morning was actually leading to a mental health issue. But the reality of it is, is most people are driving to a job they hate. You know, they're waking up, dragging themselves out of bed. Uh, they give you the excuse that they're not a morning person. They're not excited about their life. They've lost their ambition, all these things. But yes, they all, yet they also have gut issues and gut issues are kind of, kind of a big secret. Nobody wants to really talk about it because it can be a little bit gross sometimes. But the reality is it's common, but it's far from normal. And then we have things like the chronic an uh, antibiotic usage. I mean, people, it's, it's amazing to me what people get prescribed antibiotics for. I mean, they will literally give you an antibiotic for everything from a cold, a flu, a virus to everything to an ingrown toenail. You're still getting an antibiotic. I mean, there's been a, it seems to be getting a little better, but for the last 20 years or so, um, it didn't matter what you went to the doctor for, you were getting an antibiotic. And this is devastating to the gut because this wipes out all our good flora. This good flora in our gut is basically what, what allows these neuro, neurons and neurotransmitters to function the way they should. So here we are and we go and blow up this environment and we have problems from it. So if you know you've fallen into a lot of these categories where sugar has been a staple in your life and you've been overstressed and overworked and you're unhappy with what you're doing and, and you, you're, sick all the time. So you're having to use these antibiotics and these kind of things. This is why life seems much harder and much less enjoyable than what it should be. This is part of the problem. And we, we can't have a good mental health conversation without addressing some of these issues because they are so closely tied together. And all the research, you know, all the research goes into um, psychotropic drugs. And the biggest issue I have with psychotropic drugs is that there is really no concrete scientific evidence that they do what they're supposed to do. And the biggest struggle I have with them is that there's no scientific testing. So when you go in and you tell your doctor, 
that you're going through a rough patch. You've had an unfortunate, unexpected death in your family. You going through relationship problems or you're going through financial issues or whatever. Doctors are very quick to hand out these psychotropic drugs and all they do is really kind of numb the problem. The problem is, is the problem gets bigger while you're being numb. So you never really get to look in the mirror, face the issue and get better. And the next biggest issue I have with the psychotropic drugs is one person will take the drug and they will believe that that drug has saved their life. It made the difference of the world. They literally, truly are noticeably better. They're more efficient. They're happier. It does everything they want it to do. But another person can take the same drug for the same condition and they get so depressed that they end up killing themselves, right? So there's a black box warning on these drugs. I mean, when you look at the side effects of them, I know many of you out there are taking those drugs, but look into the depths of, of what the suicide rates are associated with the drugs that you're taking. It is extremely high. That's why we have to be careful with these drugs. We need to know this stuff before we put it in our body. I've lost several close people and had several people lose their, their parents and brothers and sisters shortly after starting one of these psychotropic drugs. Now, the next issue is another person can take the same exact drug for the same exact condition. And instead of going into a depressed state, they go into a manic state and they start hurting other people. Now, I want all of you listening to do the research. Go out there and start to look um, at all the school shootings and mass shootings that have happened really starting from, from the Bell House Tower at, at the University of Texas in 1966, I believe. Um, look from that shooting on, and there's one thing that is common in 99% of all those shootings since 1966, and it is the shooter was either currently taking or currently coming off a psychotropic drug, right? So here we have in a society, we're all appalled when this happens. We The whole country will mourn when this happens, and obviously we start to get concerned about the people around us. We get concerned about sending our kids to school and 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 participating in social events where there's a lot of people and, and going to bars and clubs and things like that when these things happen. But 99% of the time, the shooter is currently taking or currently coming off the psychotropic drugs, right? So one group of people wants to blame guns for the problem. Another group of people wants to blame uh, religion for the problem. Another group of people wants to blame video games for the problem. Another group will want to want to blame the type of music the shooter's listening to, right? But at the end of it all, there is one purple elephant in the room, and that's a psychotropic drug. And because you didn't go to the doctor and they test your, neuro, uh, your neurotransmitters, right? They didn't test your serotonin, your dopamine. They didn't look at the brain gut atlas and ask if you had any gut health issues. Um, because they just handed this out because you're going to a rough patch, there was really no scientific evidence that says that was going to be the answer to your problems anyway. So obviously this is a sensitive subject. I'm sure there's going to be lots of backlash from this, but the reality is we need to look a little deeper. If we're really going to come up with a mental health care system in this country, we're going to have to take a minute and look at the gut health system in this country. So I think a better, a better place to start would be did these, did these kids or did these people that are doing the shooting and, and, and people that are killing themselves for, for really what appears to be no real reason, let's look at their gut health. Are they taking acid blockers and things like that because they have chronic reflux and chronic indigestion? Or did they have colitis and they were too, um, 
too secretive about it because it's a bit embarrassing. I mean, anytime you have a situation where you're having to go to the restroom 30, 40 times a day and it's nothing but blood, uh, no one wants to talk about that, right? No one wants to, it's hard enough just to get to get to a doctor to get to go try to get help. But if these issues aren't addressed correctly, this is how we end up with a true mental health care crisis. And sticking people in an institution or drugging them to the point of being numb is not the solution. Eventually, you know, unless we address the real issue, eventually all of this stuff that is is common, it, it really will somewhat become normal when it starts happening to everybody, when every single kid is doing it, when every single adult is doing it, because we're all in this thing together. We're all living in this one big society together. A lot of us are making the same mistakes over and over and over again without realizing the impact that it's actually having. So, if you know for a fact you suffer from depression or you've been diagnosed as being bipolar or you have anxiety, really start to give yourself a bit of a, a gut health questionnaire. Um, do you regularly go to the restroom? Is it challenging to go to the restroom? Or is your is your colon spastic? Do you have acid reflux, acid indigestion, gas, bloating? If you do have any of these issues, I'm going to challenge you to dedicate your life to getting your gut healthy. I mean, you want to become... Uh, you want to become a, a ninja, a black belt ninja in understanding your gut and your gut health, because this is ultimately what's going to give you the happiness that you want. Uh, some of you out there, even despite having gut issues, you've been able to still excel in your life. You've been able to go out and do tremendously well. You have successful businesses or you're successful athletes and those kind of things, but you still can't find the happiness in your life. Um, there is a good chance that the happiness you're looking for lies in your gut health. So uh, if you need help with that, if this is something that that you would love to have my input on or, or love to work together on, this is something that I do have a passion for. I do like helping people um, you know, find that stability because this show is ultimately about no matter where you're at, it's about finding a way to be the best you. And uh, when I do a lot of uh, nutritional counseling or, or weight loss counseling or that sort of thing, Gut health is super, super important to me because it, the goal is not to change the way a person looks in a mirror or or change just the, the energy level for that day or for that time. The ultimate goal is to be the best you can be. And if you know you're struggling, if you know this is just this is just an area of your life that that just doesn't seem to be getting any better, no matter what you try or what you do. Uh, reach out. If, if you don't want to work with me, I will definitely find someone that, that, that will work with you to help get your health, uh, your health better, but most importantly, your gut better. Um, this is a, this is a very, very, very important topic because the crisis is growing, but all of the eyes and all of the research and all of the time and money being spent is being spent researching the brain, but yet the same things that the brain is, is enduring. I mean, all the, all the programming that comes from the mass media, all the stuff that's happening to us. We just came out of a pandemic Pandemic that um, no matter what side of the fence you're on in this deal, it, it's obvious that we have been lied to repeatedly, right? So we, some of us have shut our businesses down and some of us have seen our finances take a hit and some of us are, you know, scared to, scared to go outside, scared to be around people, scared to see our family, all this stuff. This is traumatic. I mean, this is, we've just come out off probably one of the most stressful years uh, in U.S. history, definitely recent times for sure. But all of this is kind of leading us to where we're at. And we're seeing somewhat of a mental health 
uh, mental health crisis because people are more depressed than ever. They have more anxiety than ever. They're having lacking self-confidence, uh, lacking motivation, right? So they know they need to be getting up and going to the gym and working out and, and really trying to be better. They just don't have what it takes to, to get motivated to go do that. So that's what this is about. If you're having trouble, um, definitely reach out. Don't ignore these things. But instead of looking for the next greatest psychotropic drug, um, start to look at your lifestyle. Start to look and look at your sugar intake. Start to look at your antibiotic usage. Start to look at how much radiation you're being exposed to with cell phones and wireless routers and and all this 5G stuff. You know, start to read and, and understand what this stuff actually does to us. Um, because if we can get to a place where we're just living our life uh, cleaner, even 10% cleaner. 10% cleaner will make a huge difference in your overall well uh, overall well-being and uh just 10%. You don't have to turn your whole world upside down, but being aware of the things that may be setting you back or keeping you from being everything you want to be or most importantly keeping you from being happy. If you can change the way you eat and change the way uh some of your daily habits, just a few things uh and and, and the dividends are simply being happy. Um, that, that is time and effort well spent. God bless. We'll be back same time, same place next week. Y'all be good.